Welcome to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. After a week off last week, we are back. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Mark Valentine, fresh off of This Diz Live. How are you doing tonight? Of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. <laughs> Puny god. Puny god. Rob, how are you doing? You played a event in Philly over the weekend, and now you're back in your regular normal area. Just like that. Mm. It's like being on tour. It was fun. It was nice. It was nice to go to the Northeast. Rob, can I ask you really quickly, how was your cheesesteak tour? Oh, who won? Oh, it's rough. I don't know if this will always be permanent, but this time around, and I hate to pick one of the big ones, I kind of like Pat's. Pat's is good. Pat's is so good. I had Gino's the last time I was in. I stopped by Angelo's. We stopped by John's. They're all delicious. Let's be honest. They're all good. Now, did it's you like order a- it like a true Philadelphian? Did you get it wit? Wit. I did. I did get it wit. Okay. Yes. I don't even and know. I got whiz. I don't know if that's so, if I should always do that, but I did. Yeah. I, wit. I went big. That's wit. That's wit. Dwayne, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, man. Having a great day. Enjoyed uh, Diz Live, and now we're here to have a little fun with the weirdos. How's McKenzie's softball team doing? They did pretty good. Uh, the Eastern Nationals just ended um, on, I guess it ended Saturday, and uh, they got beat. Uh, they got eliminated on Friday. Uh, the team that beat us finished third. I think we finished about 10th, something like that. But uh, it, we, we did good. McKenzie did good. Uh, we had a lot of fun. She got to hit a home run in her last – that was the video I put up earlier was the last game of uh, the tournament for us when we got eliminated, but she hit a home run in that game. So it was pretty exciting. Nice. North of the border, Kara, who was on our Loki um, finale episode, is noticing the haircut, Rob. Oh, Katie yeah. Noticing the haircut. It's new. We'll see how it works. Did, Did they cut it like Thor in Ragnarok? I- were you like no one touches my hair? Did you, know you lose funny? your Did you lose your power by getting the haircut? You know, kind of like it, Samson. It's weird. I feel I feel like it a little bit, but it, it was funny. She asked me what he wanted to look like, and I, and I shuffled. I'm like, I got to find something on the internet. And I'm like, and it was a picture of Chris Hemsworth. I'm like, do this <laughs> <laughs> from some award ceremony. Kara from the top rope saying it needed attention. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Oh, you, ouch. You do two shows and that's it. I'm there. Off the turnbuckle. She does the rest of us, all of her friends. So, I mean, <laughs> inducted into the uh, ring of honor. Marky Mark, how are you tonight? Mark <laughs> says hello. Don't forget, it is an audio podcast as well, Marky Mark. <laughs> Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I tried to go silent Bob there for a second. He's, going, he's a mime. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. Woody Page do it. There we go. Wait, just hold it up here. Yeah, just Woody Page and style. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great to see you guys. Uh, shout out to Justin, who does our intro song. He just got signed to an independent label. So support local artists. Check him out. His music is streaming. It's good stuff. Awesome. Amazing. Congratulations. Can I, can I make a shout out to our very first Patreon guys? Ooh. Ryan, do you, do you want to? Cause like, I mean, it's this, this life's Patreon. So we do have a new patron specific to the earth's mightiest weirdos is the reason he said he joined. So welcome to Anthony Lowry for joining this, this life's Patreon. Thank you so much for helping us out. 
Awesome. Very cool. Thank you so much, Anthony. Well, gentlemen, let's get into it. We've got a lot to discuss before we get into the Avengers Assembled uh, newlywed game. So let's get into it. <laughs> First and foremost, we'll go in order of things that are coming out. We got a brand new poster and some new information regarding Marvel Studios What If, which does premiere just in about nine days from now, August, or yeah, excuse me, August 11th. That is a poster of Uatu the Watcher, voiced by Jeffrey Wright. And that show, they kept saying that it was going to be non-canon. Now it really seems like it's going to be exploring the different branches of the multiverse. I'm very interested. There's been some news today um, from Comic Book Reporter, I believe. Comic Book, I can't remember what website it was, said that the uh, Sharon Carter, Captain Carter, is going to play out over multiple seasons, that there's going to be continuous running storylines. Um, so that's that's super exciting. Rob, I know you're excited for What If as much as I am. I'm super excited for this. I can't wait for this to come out. Um, you know, little things, too. We're, we're, we're even going to get uh, Chadwick Boseman one more time. Um, in four this. episodes is, is what the rumor is. He's, he's voicing four episodes. It's I'm so it's it's going to be amazing. It's going to it's this is going to be just a wonderful show. And, and like I said, it's going to be different multiverses. It's going to be great. Mark Valentine, I know you're excited. So I, it's like the the meme of from Narcos that I, you know, you see me just standing, sadly staring off of my deck, <laughs> standing in an empty pool, waiting for Marvel to come back. That's pretty much what my existence is like right now, guys. I just I need something Marvel since Loki has left. That I'm just sad. I am a sad trombone every day. So it is 10 episode run, one episode a week. They're not doubling up episodes as of now. So that's going to run out in the middle of October. Um, so then in the middle of, of what if we are getting Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which comes out Friday of Labor Day weekend. We got a brand new poster for Shang-Chi. Dwayne, I know we've talked Shang-Chi before. Does this poster get you any more excited? Did it change the level of interest you had in it? Uh, not it didn't, but I'm super excited. And actually, my son is really excited about this. Uh, he he seems to be digging into it really deep now. And uh, so he was telling me things I didn't even know. But he's <laughs> he's excited, so I'm I'm super excited to get to see that with him. Uh, so and we'll definitely be going to the theater to see that. Marky Mark, one of the best things about this poster to me is we got Abomination showing up in the bottom left corner. I I actually wasn't sold on that. I remember asking you guys, are we do is that confirmed abomination? Um, I'm also happy that Disney can use um, not just red and blue colors on their posters and they're doing something different on this poster. I mean it's, I only really see red and blue and a little bit of yellow, but well, like the bright like okay, if you go back <laughs> and look at all their Star Wars posters mm. and Avengers posters. Red and blue and yellow. Mm. <laughs> like, okay. Wow, we're going to go literal. Fine. We don't have the glowing red and blue and oranges. Anyways, good Lord. And you know what? I'm excited for What If, by the way. That was the one I was most excited for for the longest time. I'm sorry, Mark. I will pull it back up. Tell us everything you're excited for What If for. Nope. <laughs> Marky Mark, I love you, buddy. I'm not I here know. to panter to you, Brian. I mean, if the audience would like to hear my thoughts on what if, I will be, I'll be happy to. Can you bring up the Shang-Chi poster one more time? 
I think we found someone that likes jewelry just as much as Alicia Haig. That gentleman in the back, <laughs> he knows how to accessorize. And but, I have to say, I love his magic bands. I'm not allowed to comment on Alicia and jewelry because she doesn't think I like anything that's not Captain America jewelry. So, <laughs> uh, One more piece of information we got over the weekend. And... Boom. We got our first look at the Hawkeye series. There's Christmas lights in the background. I didn't expect Hawkeye to actually be Christmas themed, um, but it is going to be Christmas themed, at least in one part. But there's Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Hawkeye doing her, uh, showing her thing, her, her, his weapons and his ammo room or whatever i'll probably just stop talking now but it is it is appearing on november 24th um which is the wednesday before thanksgiving um i hope it I, two episodes but go ahead mark i might have a problem and i want to talk to you all as well as the viewers at home i see captain america shields when there's not a captain america shield and i definitely thought <laughs> there was one in the background there um I may have a problem. Huh. Which one are you looking at? The big one on like next to the punching bag or down, the one down on down the bottom? on the right? Yeah. yeah, the bottom right. I may have a problem. <laughs> Just a bullseye. Barbecue sauce. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is premiering. So Disney's shaking it up a little bit. We had been told everything we'd been told was Miss Marvel was premiering before Hawkeye. Now all indications lead to Miss Marvel's actually going to appear after Hawkeye's so in early twenty two. Uh, which will bridge the gap to get us to She-Hulk. Um, and I hope Moon Knight is early in 2022. Uh, but there's a lot going on. So What If's going to wrap in the middle of October, at least its first season. And then we will be off for about a month until Thanksgiving when we get to uh, Hawkeye. In not-so-positive news, and gentlemen, I am going to kind of get on my platform here for a little bit and try and talk about what's happening. Mark Valentine, go ahead. No, I'm just listening intently. Okay. Okay. It looked like you really wanted I'm, to cut. No, I'm just I'm just getting ready. I'm I'm intense. This is intense for me. So in in big MCU news from this past week, um not so positive, not as excited. Frankie says I forgot Eternals. I didn't forget Eternals. We were just simply talking Disney Plus and new information we got. We didn't get an Eternals trailer, so that's why we didn't get a trailer or a poster. So that's my excuse. I didn't forget Eternals. It is coming on November 3rd. Um, but we got news late last week that Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney. Made it very, very clear that she was not suing Marvel Studios. Um, there are two reasons. Now, I'm going to ex I'm going to simply use all knowledge of tort law that I have in my life. So this isn't going to go super deep. But I want everybody to kind of be aware of what's going on, what Scarlett Johansson is claiming, and then Disney's kind of punch back to that and kind of where we stand right now because Emma Stone and Emily Blunt potentially are continuing or are thinking about pursuing the same course of action. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has already said he will not, that he is very much on board with this release strategy for Jungle Cruise. So, Ryan, are you going to make this like the classroom scene from Legally Blonde with like Malum and Say and Malum Prohibitum? Because that's my extent of, of legalese. It just goes to legally blonde. As Mark covers his face. Okay. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. It's scented. 
I'm okay. sorry. So, <laughs> throw me off this. Throw me off. Bye. And her legal team is, again, making it very clear that they are not suing Marvel Studios for two reasons. One, because they're... I think Scarlett Johansson and Marvel Studios both want to preserve some sort of good relationship. It may not be a working relationship anymore, but she was there for a really long time and doesn't want to leave this on a sour note. But two, and far more importantly, the contract that was originally signed for Black Widow was signed in May of 2017. As with most contracts, it says if there are any issues, if one party or the other has an issue, it goes straight to arbitration, private arbitration, and it is worked out there. But the legal team for Scarlett Johansson is taking this a different route to avoid arbitration and try to go after more money and, and whatever that may be. So her legal team is claiming tor tortoise inter tortious interference, sorry, which is when a third party compels someone to break the terms of a contract. So the claim is that Disney compelled Marvel Studios to break the terms of her Black Widow contract. There was no wording in the contract for an exclusive theatrical release. However, they put it as Disney chose to placate Wall Street investors and pad its bottom line rather than allow its subsidiary Marvel to comply with the agreement. So Johansson had agreed to, excuse me, Scarlett Johansson agreed to deferred compensation and bonuses attached to box office performance and receipts based on an agreement that there would be a widespread theatrical release of more than 1,500 screens with an understanding that it would be exclusive to theaters. So basically what she said is, you're not gonna pay me up front, you're gonna pay me on how well this movie performs. This is back in May of 2017, when then Disney came out and they were simply stating what Disney Plus was going to be. Scarlett Johansson reached out in March of 2019 and her representation team reached out and they, again, reiterated in an email Marvel's chief counsel, and this is where things are going to get a little bit bogged down, so bear with me, but I think it's important. On March 20th, 2019, Marvel's chief, chief counsel wrote to Scarlett Johansson and her representation, further to our conversation today, it is 100% our plan to do a typical wide release of Black Widow. We have very high expectations for the film and are very excited to do for Black Widow what we have just done with Captain Marvel. We totally understand that Star Scarlett's willingness to do the film and her whole deal is based on the premise that the film will be widely theatrical released like all the rest of our pictures we understand that we should plan the change that should we plan change we need to discuss this with you and come to an understanding as the deal is based on a series of very large box office bonuses so a year before the pandemic disney put in writing that hey if we're not going to go with what our strategy has always been we will come back to you and come to an agreement and the understanding that's a that's not a good look for Marvel and Disney at that point. Now that being said, you can't you can't foresee a pandemic. You can't nobody could have seen what was coming. The other issue here is they never used the word exclusive. The only wording was a widespread theatrical release of at least 1500 screens. Black Widow opened up on almost 4000 screens across the world. That's pretty widespread theatrical release. They never said anything about exclusivity. But she, they then go into how rewatches are affected. That, to me, does kind of just go against everything of the pandemic um, because a lot of people are going to go out to the movie theater once or twice to see it. They're not going to put themselves at COVID risk to see it multiple times. Um, 
but on to wrap up the lawsuit, and then I will turn it over to you guys. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's legal team said, on information and belief, Marvel's decision to release the picture simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access, if it can even be, if, if it even was Mar- Marvel's decision at all, was a direct result of Disney's tortious interference with the agreement. Absent this interference, it was Marvel's intent and desire to release the picture exclusively in theaters at a time that would have been maximized box office receipts and therefore Marvel and Miss Johansson's profits from the picture. The only reason Marvel did not wait for a more opportune time is because it was induced or forced by Disney to drive profits for Disney at Miss Johansson's expense. It seems like it's an okay. I mean, Rob, do you have any thoughts here? I, I have a lot of thoughts, um, and I I see all the sides looking down, and I'm I'm going to try to be as honest as I can be without being too honest, from my opinion, to get us in any trouble. But uh, I think Disney tried to pull a fast one. It says it in there. If they're not going to do it normally, they're going to sit down and, and renegotiate the contract. But is that legally binding? Um, I think that they're going to get it. To, to me, there's a very simple way to figure it out. I want to know how many people got it on Premier Access, and I want to know how many people got a subscription to Disney Plus within a certain amount of time of Black Widow being released. And that'll very simply show you the, the difference in the numbers. If you see a large increase about that movie, I think she around that movie, I think she has a very good case. If you don't see that much of a thing, then you got to realize, yeah, there's a pandemic going on. People aren't going to go out to the movies. Um, but that's my my gut reaction is. They knew they knew what they were doing. They pumped that Disney Plus. Disney Plus is, is killing it for them. Let's be honest. So uh, depending on, like I said, how much it increased, that's what I, that's what I'll say on it. We don't know how many subscribers it brought in, but we do know it brought in sixty million dollars in Premier Access. And she doesn't get a dime of that. I think that's where it's going to come to some sort of a settlement. I yes. think they're they're the saying she's seeking damages close to fifty million dollars. That is based on the movie being a billion dollar movie. Billion-dollar movies are over for a while. Yes. So so, so th- there's got to be a happy middle. So may, even if they split that in half and she ends up getting 25, which, by the way, I love when average Joes like us are talking about this type of money because I don't mm-hmm. think it really matters. Maybe it matters more to an agent or somebody else that was getting a piece of that. But I'm sure to her, yeah, it's a lot of money, but I'm sure it also doesn't matter as much. These people are well above you know, the rest of us doesn't mean they don't deserve it. What's right in their contract. Disney clapped back. Um, I really, when the, when the lawsuit came out, I just assumed settlement was in the future and that's just how it was going to be. Instead, Disney said there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract. And furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million that she has received to date. You never see them put a contract of how much they've already paid everybody. I think Disney reacted very poorly and put her in a really difficult position to act professionally because in my opinion, it wasn't super professional what they did. And the rumors are in the trades that Kevin Feige was very, very upset with Disney's response to this. Mark Valentine, do you have anything off of that? So as a, as a former actress or as a former actor, I understand, I understand this actress's position and listen, artists have a very limited window 
with which to make to make money. She's she's very blessed in that, you know, she she has been in a lot of blockbusters. She's made a lot of money. That said, the fact that she is a star and a megastar should not diminish her earning potential. Um, while you, you hate to see stuff like this go down over money, I do understand that, you know, if, if she never does another movie moving forward, like this is about her family, this is about her, you know, her having money for the future. And I know like at, at this point, it's like funny money. Like people are like, dude, $50 million is crazy. But, you know, easy come, easy go. They live a very different life than we do. Um, so I do have empathy towards her and understand that like she listen, she wants to she just wants what she feels was owed to her and she's trying to maximize her earning potential while she can. While she can. Uh, that said, I think there should have probably been some conversations that were had prior to this moment. Like, I can't I believe the movie came out on July 9th and this hadn't been resolved. Yet. I, that's what that's exactly thank you. Like I just cannot believe that there was not some kind of discussion preceding the release of this film that looked at that contingency, that looked at that legal document and that contract and said, hey, we might have an issue here, so let's get ahead of this, let's get in front of it, so that we don't have all of this strife between the actress who has done well by our studio and by our brand and the brand itself, it just, it looks really bad. It looks really bad that you cannot convince me that Disney's legal team was caught sleeping at the wheel on this. I have to agree with the sentiment that they were trying to see what they could probably get away with. And let's see, let's see what we can do. Let's not rewrite this thing. And then let's argue this from a position of strength after the fact and try to use any any loophole that we can to bargain down off of that $50 million bonus. I think that her camp, they need, they need to do what they need to do. They have to protect their client. Scarlett Joe has to protect her self-interest and her earning potential. Disney wants to protect, I, I would say their bottom line, but Disney has to protect, let's face it, this model. This model works for Disney. And so they have to find a way to make this new release model work with artists moving forward. The biggest, in my opinion, the biggest casualty will be if through their dealings with Scarlett Johansson, they scare away talent in the future that looks at this situation and says, look at what this woman went through. I am going to be very cautious about working with this studio because of this kind of stuff. Disney should, in my opinion, settle this quickly, quietly, and do so that will then come up with some kind of positive resolution so that Scarlett Johansson at least comes out the back end saying, you know, I'm very glad to have had this discussion with Disney. I'm grateful that we sat down, we worked out, and we renegotiated the terms of the contract. It's been a pleasure being Black Widow for oh so this many years. It's been a pleasure working with Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. And I look forward to all the stuff they have coming out in the future. Because if not, listen, that town talks. And you're going to get people who just don't want to work with Marvel Studios, not because of Kevin Feige, but because Disney backpedaled on a promise that they made. Of course, guys, there's the pandemic. There's all kinds of there's a lot of variables here that they didn't count on. But that that's 
come on, man, that's window dressing. Disney could have negotiated something and come up with a better plan than, you know, than, than what we're, we're, we're living through right now. Her legal team claims they reached out to Disney on multiple occasions and got crickets on the back end. Um, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. I think uh, Bob Chapek kind of put, it, put his foot in his mouth a little bit too by saying um, Free Guy and Shang-Chi are both going to be theatrically exclusive just six weeks later. Mark Valance, or Marky Mark, it looks like you agree with that statement. I, I think Disney has an image problem already with how handlings went down with Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I think this is another case of new management showing that these actors and actresses who have made us money in the past, if we, we, don't, we don't have a hard time putting our interests maybe more in front of theirs, and I know, Rob, you said it, you know, we're all talking about $20, 50000000 million. And, but I think Scarlett Joe has the approval from the People's Court. I think everyone has her back and support on this. Brian, I agree with you. I think a, I thought a settlement was going to, I thought Disney was going to come out and be like, you know what? Hey, let's talk. We have a great relationship. We definitely don't want to sour this relationship. Let's, let's settle up. But then they came out with that statement, and I think they were thinking people would have their back. And, you know, for a company I, who's... I did at first glance. I, I did, and I, I still don't know that I don't. I Well, as for a company that's trying to diversify, this is not a good look. Um, and, you know, they had Cruella, but now you've got um, Emma Stone thinking about it. And it's, this is, Disney needs to handle this. They need to also look a couple of moves ahead. Um, you know, would this have happened under previous management? Who knows? You know, there's, there's a new, there's new head of the mountain. Um, Kevin Feige, Brian, I said it right. Um, Kevin Feige has, thank you. Kevin Feige has made it clear who, well, maybe not clear, but you know, We've heard the rumors. He's backing who he's backing. And I don't think anyone, I feel like he's earned a lot of people's trust. So, yeah, I, Disney's, Disney's not looking like a good guy right now. And it serves Kevin Feige well that he is reportedly very upset with Disney's response to Scarlett Johansson. So, uh, I mean, you know, they're not going to fire him. Like, I if he think, speaks out. I, I think that Disney's new structure of having creative team over here and then the business team over here of deciding what goes Disney plus what doesn't, I think it's actually a fairly decent idea. However, I think it was ahead of its time and is not made for contracts that were written in May of 2017. There's yeah. going to be, I was just going to say, there's going to be a gray area for about like two or three years where you have these old contracts that were written with a different paradigm and a different model. And you're going to have these issues. I hate to say this. I hate to say it. But actors, artists are going to have to come to grips with the fact that the pandemic has changed theatrical release window. It's changed the way that people consume. I remember years ago when Netflix killed the brick and mortar stores and people took it took a long time for people to really come to grips with the fact that it's like that's over. That way is done. Now it's just so ingrained and people look at streaming services as part of the landscape 
that this is the next phase of streaming services. They're not just there to peddle theatrical DVDs anymore, and it's not just replacing Blockbuster. They're stu- guys, they're studios. They are studios in their own right. And I hate to say this, but actors and actresses, if you don't want to play by these new rules, guess what? Your other option is obscurity. Because there, there's not going to be, uh, there's not going to be a drought of young, up-and-coming stars that won't, that'll say, no, I'm not, I'm not taking work. I'm not like, I'm not going to work for Disney. I'm not going to work for Netflix. She did a story. Like she's not, she's not new to the streaming world either. And that's, I mean, that's, that's my frustration is I, and Emma Stone must've done the same thing where unfortunately you caught a bad break. You, you built it on, you built your contract on performance and it didn't perform well because of extenuating circumstances that you couldn't control. My question is, if Disney says they gave her more opportunities because of Premier Access, that must mean they're cutting her some sort of the Premier Access. If it turns out they're not, then I am team her in that in that circumstance. Mindy says that she hears uh, The Rock is considering pursuing legal action. Um, I've read everything the opposite. I don't believe that, and I think The Rock is trying to play nice with Disney because I think they've got a relationship that's going to go well. The Rock, yeah. the I can't see him rocking the boat, pun intended. Hey. Dwayne, we didn't go to you on this. Well, you know, wait, wait. Are you saying he's between a rock and a hard place? I heard he can do anything but float. He can. Granite. Come on, Dwayne, that's a Moana joke. It was Disney. It was really relative. I liked it. <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, I agree with you guys. Um, the only thing uh, that I had to add, I was thinking as far as, and I think we mentioned it in one of our chats, um, I've got a feeling you may actually see something very similar to like uh, I joked about, like a Bobby Bonilla contract where you see, you know, a residual for a long time. June you may see something like that. It's Black Widow Day. Yep. Listen, it's, it's very easy for them to make it thir- instead of 30 bucks on Disney Plus, 32 bucks, and you give her $2 of every premiere access, and I'm sure she's going to be very happy. Yeah. Guy, does anyone not think that this is going to settle? It's going to settle. Of course it's going to settle. I think it ends with Scarlett Johansson not working for Disney for at least five years or more. I think Mm -hmm. more. I don't think. I don't know if she ever goes back to Disney. I really don't. I don't see Emma Stone or Emily Blunt never coming back. Um, I think they're watching this with great interest, but I also think that if they settle with ScarJo, they settle with everybody who's been affected by Premier Access. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I think. I think I'm well, team Disney. I, Brian, I agree with that. I think that they have to come out very strong against this because once the first one is lost, that's the, that's the precedent for everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't like how they came out strong in the manner in which they did. I think they could have just simply said it has no merit and call it good. But yeah, and in all in all earnest, I really don't think Disney cares. I no. really don't think they care if if she walks and they settle and they don't work with her anymore. I don't think they care. No, I really. I, truly don't actors actors and actresses have a shelf life and florence Pugh is going to be the next big thing they don't care bye see ya and she is so i love her i love her so much i i I think disney does give performance-based contracts more than any other studio as well maybe they just get away from doing that um i mean we'll find out but let's get into the fun topic of the night we are going to play an newlywed assembled game avengers Assemble. So we have 
Team right side of the screen, Rob and Marky Mark versus team left side of the screen, Mark Valentine and Dwayne. We um, are we are effectually calling ourselves the melted ice cream Thors. <laughs> versus the Revengers. I think we'll just go person by person, one question at a time. I will keep score and we will go from there. So we're going to start in the top left corner with Mark Valentine. And we will simply start. So I will read Mark the question. Dwayne, you will write down your answer, and then Mark will tell us what he thinks, and we will see if you are correct. If he's correct, he does get one point. Okay. But the question only applies to Dwayne. So everybody has different questions. So Mark Valentine, if Dwayne would Dwayne rather have Sam Wilson's wings or Bucky Barnes's metal arm? I think that Dwayne would like to have Sam Wilson's wings. Dwayne? Listen to Dwayne right away. No! We got a no on that one. No match there. So let's go to the top right corner. Rob. What is Marky Mark's favorite Captain America suit? Ooh, favorite Captain America suit. Okay. Wait, I actually need to think about this. Oh, wait, I got this. I got this. Some We know which one it's not because he's come out like vehemently on at least three podcasts so far and said which one he does not like. And it is. I don't know. I don't know if I know the one he doesn't like. If I pick the wrong one, this is going to be terrible. Thanks for listening to United We Fan. Appreciate it. I've been busy. <laughs> you have. I think we know which there. one Brian doesn't like. We know which one Brian doesn't like. He was there for like three of those episodes. What's happening? <laughs> uh, me? I was? I think so. Oh, geez. I'm, this Rob, is going to be terrible. You have answer. Yes, I do. Your answer is. Doesn't he have to say it first? No, you say it, and then he'll tell us if, and then he'll uh, hold it. He wrote down the one from Winter Soldier. Oh no! Oh, we lost him. Like he literally just—I didn't remove him, but he got it wrong and he just disappeared. He pieced out. Well, <laughs> you guys handle the truth. Yeah, he got, he got, he got a uh, snap. All right. Well, Rob will come back, and in the meantime, we will wait for Dwayne um, to answer a question about Mark Valentine. Oh boy. Oh, I got to write Wait. down now. Okay. Would Mark, in a Thor and Loki brother brother relationship, would Mark be the Loki or would Mark be the Thor? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> who do I want to be? Oh man. Oh, and I didn't even play our theme song. And if you have an answer to any of these questions, answer it about the contestants, or you can answer it about yourself. Brian Ferguson says Loki. I don't know if he thinks that that means that Thanks, Mark Brian. would be Loki, or <laughs> Brian, what is your answer? Would Mark be the Loki, or would he be the worthy one? He's got to be Thor. Melted ice cream, huh? Oh. He went with Loki. Oh. He went with Loki. No. I was like, this is not you. gonna go well for us all. I, so I didn't even know if I was right. I missed the answer. You were wrong. He said endgame. 
Damn it. That's all right. We're not doing any better, Rob. I feel like <laughs> my sound effect went unnoticed, so I'm going to play it again. Great sound effect. All right. We are to Marky Mark. Mark, is Rob simply Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Rob, write your answer down, and Mark will give us the answer in three, two, one. I'm revealing, right? Yes, yep. about Rob. I'm revealing. Oh. Team Absolutely. Iron Man. We Absolutely. got our first point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, back to Mark Valentine. Mark Valentine. Yes, sir. Who is Dwayne's favorite original six Avenger? Oh, Ooh. I knew this. Iron Man, Steve Rogers, Hulk, Hawkeye, Natasha Romanoff, or Thor? I mixed superhero names and regular names. Tony Stark himself, Iron Man. That's right. Ooh. <laughs> So all the right answers are Iron Man. I got it. <laughs> we will now go to Rob. Rob, who is Mark's favorite guardian of the galaxy? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I love how I pick questions that Mark doesn't even know the answer to. <laughs> well, Don't call to me out like that, Brian. <laughs> I just asked the question and I see you stare at the roof. I, I want I want to see you. Usually, I I know Mark overthinks, and then he'll end up where I normally think. So let's find out. I think I know who Is you're going to answer. So now I'm like, oh man, should I answer who I think Rob's going to answer? Mark, Mark, but after you go, can I go too? Because I I want to try this one. All right, man, I'm really on the spot right now. Um, you know what? I'm going to do it. All right, I have an answer. Okay, Rob. So your answer is. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket. Mark Valentine, what do you think it is? I think it's Rocket Raccoon. Marky Mark, the correct answer is? Nice. <laughs> the trash panda. Triangle-faced monkey. <laughs> is that any better? It's worse. It's so much worse. Well, it's so we, we do hope you are enjoying this. If you really, really hate this, please tell us in the comments. <laughs> uh, yes let us know we, we won't be offended this idea was brought to us by a group effort if you hate it <laughs> no it was not it's all mark's decision and i love it and i love it Dwayne, i'll die on that hill with you man if mark valentine could bring back one villain to the mcu who would it be oh does Loki count? Since we already brought him back, I would say Loki doesn't count. Don't don't give him ideas. There's a, there's a lot of weird. Oh, sorry, sorry, that, sorry, sorry. From yeah, that Valentine camp, Nathan, what up, brother? Nathan, he hates all of this. So thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining. No, us. he doesn't. <laughs> this uh, this theme song's about to run out, so I'm gonna switch it. The game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Gosh, you got me here. Um, I just want to say there's a lot, so this there are there are a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. All, all the either ors from the first round are pretty much over. So, Dwayne, what answer would you give? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he he went with Thanos. Thanos. He did. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Nice. All right, Mark. I thought you were. I thought you were going to pick Justin Hammer. 
Uh, <laughs> that's who I would have been. I would have been stuck between Justin Hammer. Well, a panic, but then a handle. Or Trevor Slattery. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't speak Russian. Anthony, is that you? (laughs) Marky Mark, if Rob created the soundtrack for one MCU hero, who would he have created the soundtrack for? Oh, oh, man. This this is so fun, dude. These (laughs) questions are so amazing. Ah, man. I had my first knee-jerk reaction, but... ah. Oh, man. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Cork. I'm kind of like the leader in here. Hang on, Brian. Say the question one more time to make sure I'm answering it correctly. If Rob created the soundtrack, the theme for one of the heroes, who would he have created it for? I know who I want to hire Rob as my (laughs) hero composer, but I have an answer for you. All right, uh, so Mark needs to tell us first, and then Rob will reveal. <laughs> Star Wars, oh! Mark and- <laughs> so I, I would have loved to have hired Rob for Ant-Man, but I was like, he needs to ride Star-Lord some, like, some funky stuff. Marky Mark, two for two. Yes! Wow. All right, we're down. We're down one point, Dwayne. Come on, we got this. All right, down to the final question for Mark Valentine. If Dwayne could live in one WandaVision decade, which decade would he have chosen? Oh, cow. Okay, I'm I'm good. I'm just waiting for him to write. When I see you stop writing, man, just give me give me like a signal. Dwayne, you are so tan. Good for you, buddy. Yes, correct. Yeah, <laughs> watch tan. Good for you. All right, so I am hoping and praying that it's the 80s because that's when I would want to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Mark Valentine with two points. All right, I'm happy with that. I didn't get run out the building. <laughs> Piano Rob. Oh, man. All right. Who is Marky Mark's favorite MCU composer? And I was like, what questions can I ask about Mark that he may not know the answer to? No, no, no. This one I know. I, I, wrote, a, I wrote a blog that no one read about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's kind of like the latest t- look, look, as Rob Googles it, let me look at that. Let me, let me, find yeah, let me, let me check that quick. Wow. Mark's blog. What's the wow. answer? Wow. wow, you mean I can listen to music? Wow. Uh, I with, know. A whole, with a whole okay. lot of music and a little bit of blogging, you too could understand Mark's love for movie scores. Ka-chow. I, 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 I don't know if I'm right, but I had the answer that jumped in my head immediately. Rob, I will tell you, if you wrote down Danny Elfman, you are incorrect. Yeah, I did not write that. Oh I, 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 <laughs> don't worry. Don't, it's not Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, I got one. I don't okay, know if I'm good. right, but I got it. Rob says Alan Silvestri. And that is the answer. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be it. Wow. Who did you think it was going to be? Uh, Giacchino. That's who I thought. I thought it was going to be Michael Giacchino. I, I do love me some Giacchino. That was my second guess, but I went Silvestri. 
Yeah. I knew I could ask you the, the composer question and we wouldn't be completely out there. <laughs> Listen yeah, to man. your movie scores, everyone. So good. That okay. was awesome. Yeah. Dwayne, what is Mark Valentine's most anticipated MCU Disney Plus series? Ooh. Ugh. Oh, wait, I think I know this. Oh, I do know this. I want to play. Can I play? Anticipated Disney. Yeah, he played for you. So Yeah, I want to play. Yes. You know, Mark, so, some people do podcasts every week with the same people and talk for like 18 hours, but they don't really listen to can it. Oh, God. Can it be something wait. that was already dropped? No. It's most what? anticipated series coming. Oh, I got this. I already know this. I know this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, I suppose the one coming in eight days would qualify. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm locked. Okay. Dwayne. Well, that's what I'm going to go with. What if? What if? Moon Knight. Oh, man. Oh. Mark. Oh. She-Hulk. I thought it was She-Hulk. Oh. Moon Knight. Poe Dameron. Runner of Spice. Moon Knight. Awesome. So who talks first? You or me? Who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. You talk first? <laughs> they three points. For the left side of the screen, the wow. ice cream Thor's. Wow. We just uh, listen. We're we're just a little bit more melted than the other team tonight. <laughs> already has four points, so this is just simply to uh, to pour it on. Just to Marky rub it in. Mark, what is Rob's most anticipated MCU film coming? Jonathan, I, think I know. I think I know this. Mark, are you seeing? Are you seeing this? Her favorite composer. Is D with DC is Hans Zimmer. Wow. Hey, his score for Man of Steel is amazing. I love his Man of Steel. Um, his contributions for The Dark Knight with James Newton Howard, beautiful. Wow. Marky Mark. Yeah. Rob's most anticipated MCU film. I kind of petered out. Can we, all, can we all guess? Can we all, all guess on this? Good, but. All right, am I ready? Am I Mark, going? Mark, go ahead, Rob. Don't reveal until the others get a guess. Spider-Man No Way Home. Nah, I was going to say Spider-Man. 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 His Check name isn't Phil Spitterman. <laughs> if anyone gets that reference at home, please five, let me know. Three. Phil Spitterman. The Revengers take down. The, the Revengers. I guess well, that that was a lot of fun. I liked that. I'm so sorry, Mark. I'm so sorry, Mark. I'm terrible. <laughs> that was yeah. so awesome, dude. I liked it. It's a it's a it's a variant of Dwayne from a tropical island that he's been spending the, the summer in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, I know Fer Ferguson. He he gave me the boot. He said, "You're fired." See, <laughs> Brian, Brian, I could have panicked, but I didn't. That's what we all need to remember. Well, I panicked, but then I handled it. <laughs> Rob, what do you got going on in life? Oh man, I'm going on vacation this week, man. I'm going. I'm going to Vegas. Other, no. other than that, you, you no. Can I'm catch going me. to Boathouse this weekend, and you're playing. <laughs> no, I'm not. no, I'm not. Okay. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, but I'm at Boathouse most of the month. I'm at a Dave and Buster's in Tampa on a Thursday, <laughs> August 19th. That's going to be fun. That's what? Dave and Buster's private event. They're, they're, no, they're holding ticketed shows on their stage over there, and they 
And the, 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 price, the price was right, so I'm going. Playing piano and throwing some skee ball. I like it. Yeah, they're paying me in tickets. It's going to be great. I'm going to get a big stuff there. Mark Valentine, Dwayne, what's going on in this Diz Life world? Go ahead, man. Knock it out. Man, we just did a wonderful uh, spoiler review on the Jungle Cruise, full of puns and dad jokes. And uh, I did a little uh, uh, shout out to Marky Mark because I actually did some research on the composer for it and some of his films. Thank you, Mark, for the inspiration. Uh, you'll like that part. Uh, but we just had a great time talking about Jungle Cruise and uh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. And uh, we encourage people to check out the podcast and the movie. It gave me a whole new appreciation for the editing stylings of one Brian Lee having to put in some clips interspersed in between the podcasting. So if you don't know that about Brian and Marky Mark over at United We Fan, the quality that they do on a, on a weekly basis, uh, I got a new appreciation of having to work in movie clips. And the funny thing is I worked from like a movie. Usually those guys are, those guys are all over. So like crazy stuff, man. Thank you, Parker. <laughs> thank you for the, thank you for the plug. And I'm going to just sit here on my hands and knees that if you have ever watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV plus, please go listen to our episode. We are very proud of that episode and it's not performing as well as we had hoped. So we would love if you could go listen to Ted Lasso, let us know what you think of it. If you have not caught up with the first two episodes of Ted Lasso, it is still very much the same show. Roy Kent is an absolute gem. Marky Mark, you saw Jungle Cruise today. What did you think of it? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's the best Disney adaptation of an, an attraction or ride since Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. So, that's only video the, or movie that's adapted an attraction since then? Well, I mean, I threw Tomorrowland in there. You know what? Well, well, yeah, you had wanted, you had wanted mansion. Shut up, Brian. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Nothing um, will ever top Curse of the Black Pearl. There's, yeah. there's a clap back from Disney. No. Um, but yeah, check out Ted Lasso, please. We had so much fun. We we got some cool episodes coming up. We kind of planned way ahead for our October episodes. Um, but yeah, good stuff out there. I'm going to shout out one more GoFundMe for growing up with Harper May. Check her out on Instagram. She is a living Disney princess, and she needs our help. So check out her GoFundMe, Growing Up with Harper May. Um, check her on Instagram, but yeah. Um, and support your film composers out there. They do great stuff. I, I really thought you were going to go Michael Giacchino. I really did. Uh, yeah. I, okay. Michael Giacchino. <laughs> oh, man, Brian, but then you mentioned Dr. Strange. I'm still bitter that he's not doing the second one. So anyways, Danny Elfman. I, Whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, United We Fan. It's, it's few and far between episodes right now. That is all my fault. It is very, very, um, very busy at, at my job, but oh, and shout out to me, Rob. I get to go to New Orleans this month for my birthday. So. There you go, and that's one of your favorite yeah. places. Party yeah. up! All right, well, thank you so much for joining us here at Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, everybody. We appreciate it for all time. Always. Always.